I'm going to be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. We're talking about comforting one another this morning, <clears throat> the command to comfort one another. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our, all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God shows his grace, he comforts us, we then are able to comfort others. Well, last week we all rejoiced uh, in the comfort of knowing that we will be resurrected and we will be forever with the Lord, praise God, and we uh, can be comforted in knowing too that those who have gone before us uh, have gone ahead and they are rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, the God of all comfort through his comforter, the Holy Spirit, and his word of comfort gives us comfort so that we can comfort others. He gives us the power to do that. And in this body, at some point, we all need to be comforted in a variety of ways. But praise God, the gospel is our comfort. And one of the reasons for trials really is so that we may then be able to comfort others with the good news. First Thessalonians chapter five, uh, the apostle said, uh, Paul said, therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. They were already doing it, but he said, keep doing that. Comfort one another. Um, and then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 18, he said, he commanded, therefore comfort or encourage one another with these words. And so the context there was for uh, to the Thessalonians to comfort one another uh, because they were concerned, well, the others have gone ahead. Others have gone ahead and uh, was, you know, they needed comfort. And they needed an understanding of what that meant. And so what a comfort that no matter what we face now, dear family, we will be resurrected as we rejoiced in and should always rejoice on the Lord's day and will always be with the Lord. Matthew Henry said, here is comfort for the relations and friends of those who die in the Lord. That's, he's talking about First Thessalonians. Grief for the death of friends is lawful. We may weep for our own loss, you know, because they've gone ahead, though it may be their gain. Christianity does not forbid and grace does not do away with our natural affections. Yet we must not be excessive in our sorrows. This is too much like those who have no hope of a better life. Indeed, that is not where we're at. And until that time, until we call, are called home, God has given us all a calling, everyone here, in some measure to comfort one another. And there are many times in our lives that we need each other to comfort one another in a way that maybe isn't all the time, uh, and to bring comfort to us. We need each other. And that is part of what it means, I believe, to be fellow members of the body of Christ, that we love one another and we observe one another and communicate with one another so that when times of need come, that the Lord uses us to comfort one another. We're ready. And none of us should, I believe, have to look primarily, anyway, outside of this body to find comfort. Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So individually, we must do that. Certainly, we must go before the throne of grace in times when we need mercy and we need to find grace. In time of need, in other words. So of course, we should be doing that also. We should approach the throne of grace ourselves. And it is also true that he uses servants around you to remind us of his mercy and his grace from his word. 
True comfort will always have to do with the word of God. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written, the apostles are talking about, whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Primarily, we comfort one another as we are walking in, within the word and sharing the word and rejoicing in the word. And so, just a couple thoughts here before we come to the table. How do we how can we be more ready uh, to comfort one another? It, it occurs here in many ways that maybe no one really knows but the Lord. Um, but we can observe more, I believe. We can ask the Lord to open our eyes to see each other's needs. So we wouldn't be focused on what's going on in our life or our particular family necessarily, but we are able to uh, be attentive to what may be happening in other people. And some people don't tell you those things. So if we are praying for one another, Lord, the Lord, I believe, will show us when there is a need to give comfort and how to do that. Could be a hug, still could be the word of God. True comfort comes from the Lord and, and from his word uh, and spirit. Well, Psalm 119 in verse 50, King David said this, this is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. So David knew how much he needed the word when he needed comfort. And then John 14, 16, the Lord said, um, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That helper is also translated comforter or paraclete. The paraclete, parakaleo is a verb, the verb that means come alongside. And so the Holy Spirit comes alongside. He dwells in us, in fact. And we are to be in, in similar manner coming alongside each other. Psalm 23, four says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Praise God. Our comforter, our Lord, and the Spirit is always with us. Our shepherd gives us comfort by his nearness and his protection. Well, secondly, I think we can ask each other, uh, not in intrusive ways, you know, but we can ask each other questions, rightly so, in a, in a godly way, in a, in a concerned way out of concern and a heart of compassion and sympathy in order to know needs. And maybe some people are quiet, but you're observing things or you maybe heard, but you want to know more. You want to be able to pray with knowledge and to be aware of what is happening so that you can give comfort as you are led to do. And that prayer sheet I send out uh, every Wednesday morning is meant to be a part of that, meant to keep us informed. And if you want to give me a lot more information, that would be great. I look at Discord, I get what I can there, and where I, you know, I call people, I text people. I would love to put a lot more on that. So, we need to um, show a heart of compassion and sympathy uh, in order to know each other's needs. And uh, this awareness, I believe, enables us to come alongside then and to be near and with a brother in need. So, this gathering right here today on each Lord's Day is a big part of this, I believe, this command. And this local part of the church is to be, again, I believe, the main place of uh, a variety of comfort, words of comfort, comfort and kindness. And then, of course, we can pray for one another, as we've heard that in this series. We're commanded to pray for one another and lift each other up and pray that the Lord would use us to bring comfort in the right way and in the right time, in an apt way. Some here are gifted in this. They do it, they don't even think about it, I think. And... and Anyone, though, all of us can ask the Lord to help us to grow in these skills, to comfort one another. So we're all called to bring comfort at some level to those near us in need 
And I know this is going on here in many ways that only the Lord knows for his glory. As we saw in Matthew 6, you know, the, the reward would be from him. Well, lastly, we can let people know of areas, we can volunteer that information in which we are struggling that they wouldn't know otherwise. So we can inform each other of areas of trial or hurt, uh, pain or sorrow, and so then we can come more ably uh, to bring comfort as as others can as they are led by the Spirit. Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, a friend loves at all times, a brother is born for adversity. So just to repeat, to conclude, 2 Corinthians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Some of you have gone through a lot and are going through still a lot. But praise God, you have people here who long to comfort you and you then can praise God that you will be able to comfort others. You will, he will use you mightily through what you've gone through. So we give comfort because the Lord has comforted us. He is the God of all comfort. And when we participate in this ceremony, praise God, as we do every week, which the Lord established to be kept until he comes, we receive grace to help us in our time of need, as I mentioned, and we receive grace to help each other in times of need. And may the Lord use us and use this table as we come obediently with joy and in faith, this means of grace, even this morning, to help us to bring comfort to one another. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are, we praise you that you are the God of all comfort. And you have called us here and empowered us, praise God, to bring comfort to those with whom we have covenanted together. And, and many others around us, too. And Lord, we praise you for the grace that we know in Jesus Christ to do this at all. And for this means of grace that we are going to take together now. Oh Lord, use us, we pray, to bring comfort to each other. And we thank you that we can do so in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.